What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to Sip and Rip Podcast. My name is Nathan. I'm joined with my co-host Zach today. Uh, we have a pretty fun discussion. Well, some somewhat fun discussion today. Uh, depend on who you ask. How much you enjoy pain? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, uh, of course, follow us on Instagram at Sip and Rip It. Uh, at Nathan Stadios for me, and you actually have a yeah. So I have uh, I don't even remember the handle. Um, I think it's ZG underscore summer summer shred summer shredding summer shred something summer uh, shred transformation journey ZG underscore summer shred journey. I had to create one for the summer shredding event, so I'm back on Instagram in some capacity. Still not really using it like a personal page. So uh, if your name's not Nathan, Austin, Casey, or Elizabeth, I probably ain't responding to DMs, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you, but are you letting people follow it? Like, Oh, yeah. People can follow it all they want to. Um, but like I said, I'm not like, I'm doing it because I have to, not because I want to. So mm. outside of, you know, our circle of friends, probably ain't answering much, to be That's honest fair. with you. That's so. fair. Uh, so uh, Instagram's out of the way. Oh, uh, rate us five stars on Spotify yeah. and uh, Apple and all that stuff. So Yeah, I, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, you got to do it, I though. Need, I need to check. All five of you, please rate us five stars on, I've, on Spotify. I've done it. I, I have, too. That's I've cheesy as fuck, it, but I have personally done it. <laughs> it shows me, like, you're one of the first people to rate five stars. I'm like, one of the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and you, dog. <laughs> it probably is, because nobody else. Sandy might have done it for us. Yeah. Does and she have a Spotify account? She has started listening to her podcast exclusively on Spotify. Okay. Which makes sense. It's a little easier to find a spo- uh, podcast on Spotify than it yeah, is on Apple Music. I've actually noticed a lot of people are switching to primarily Spotify or like uh, exclusively to Spotify because you can actually upload video to Spotify now. No. So that might be something we think about in the future, but for now we'll... Yeah, we're stretched a little thin on our social media management between all my businesses and and uh, you doing the podcast for us. So And full-time job and... Yeah, yeah. Other obligations that are soon to be on the way. Well, they're on their way. They're not soon to be on their way. They're well, on the yeah, way. Oh, yeah, they, they they're soon to be soon here. Soon to be here. Soon to be here. Um, it is what it is. So, drinks today are very interesting. Yeah, this is a whole made-up thing by me, but um, we're going to have a uh, a uh, little bit of a uh, an video for you guys next week. Um <laughs> Involving some screwball, and uh, I'm not going to tell you what else, but we already had the screwball, long story short. So I made, screwball is a peanut butter whiskey, so I made um, peanut butter and jelly old fashions. So With Strawberry jelly. Yeah, so I got strawberry um, strawberry flavoring for my simple syrup, basically strawberry simple syrup, um, the screwball whiskey, and then uh, chocolate bitters, because I just felt like that made more sense than what we normally would use, which is orange bitters. So. Yeah, because citrusy probably... It's not super chocolatey. No, it's not. I, don't, I barely even noticed that it has chocolate. Yeah, but I feel like that made a lot more sense than an orange bitter, to yeah. be honest with you, in this particular situation. So, uh, The only thing I would say, the orange bitter might would have made the whole thing less sweet, but... That's true. It's yeah. really not that bad for a con, uh, for a cocktail that's mainly liquor. It's not yeah. too bad sweet, so... No, it's, it's really it is sweet, though. It's sweet enough to where you can kind of get a PB&J feel, though. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it feels... If, I mean, it tastes like a PB&J. I think yeah. I'd... Pretty damn good concoction, my boy. <laughs> Unless um, you hate PB and J's, <clears throat> you have some words on people who hate PB and J's. Yeah, I mean they're not human. They're something less than <laughs> subprimal. <laughs> subprimal. 
since I guess since uh, Liver King's kind of dead, we can we can start using that term. And... Oh, I've been using it anyway. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, nobody cares about him anymore. So PR songs, I wrote some down. Did you? Um, no, but I can look like always. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You have some ready then, huh? I do. I try. I try to be prepared if I can be. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with two. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I'm gonna hope that this one isn't already on there. Um, but Revival of Darkness by Showcron. Uh, I li- I, I think I started listening to it 2020, 2021. I can't remember exactly. Um, but it was one of the songs that I originally lift and listened to to get hyped up in the gym when I first started powerlifting, and it was just kind of one of those. It has a really uh, really interesting breakdown because it's not. It's not super heavy, and he's clean vocal through it all, but it's really cool. And uh, I, I think that was the first song I heard by them, and I listened to that whole album through, loved it. I've listened to several albums since then, um, but that one gets me gets me riled up in the gym, so I'll put that one on there. Hell yeah. My first one is a band that Clay said us before. Um, I'm sure you've listened to them, but I found a, a different song by him because it's off an older album than what he had sent, but... Um, Praise the Sun by Darko. Mm-hmm. Pretty Darko fucking is, badass song. Yeah. Darko is dope. Yeah, it's a it's a badass song. So uh, I'm not really familiar with the band, so I don't have any like long winded answer as to why I'm listening to it because it's kind of brand new to me on a workout right. playlist. But it slaps. So all right, my second one is I think it's brand new. Uh, I I know I just heard it on Spotify uh, just recently, um, and you're probably going to give me a little bit of hell about it, but Maybe not. it's. Uh, down we go by code orange and it's like it's not it's not heavy in the traditional sense it's very much like serial killer vibes when you listen to it i'm with some serial killer it's vibes. like it's real interesting i don't i don't even remember if there's any vocals because it's really just ambient the whole time and something about it like something about like serial killer sound and music gets me like really like intense in the gym and it may not be like like fired up, ready to go, but it's just like a kind of like cold, calm, just like I'm about to kill this yeah, shit. Yeah, so I mean, that's the reason I like uh, Vincent Bennett of the Acacia Strain because everything he sings about is pretty <laughs> much about killing somebody. So, right. Um, I like the kill- serial killer vibes. I will, uh, I will keep it the same serial killer vibe because it's actually about a serial killer. Um, China White Two by He Is Legend. So it's a series of songs. The first one's a little lighter. Um, it's basically about this. About this wealthy family who has hired this gardener who is batshit crazy. And uh, throughout the story, he eventually, you know, chops them all up and uses them as fertilizer. Um, But the only heavy song of the series is China White 2, and it's Mm. extremely heavy. Um, But it's a a pretty old song. I think it's 10 or 15 years old now, but fucking dope. We'll stay with the serial killer vibes. I like that band in general, even their lot and happy sounding stuff. There's just like this white noise or pink noise or something in the background of everything that just makes everything they do feel, because it's not real super traditional like metalcore or anything like we listen mm. to. It's definitely a little lighter, but like it just feels crazy when you're listening to them. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like there's, I and some of it's the content. You know what I mean? The right. content's pretty pretty dark. So yeah. China White too. Content like the the ambience and the the lyrics and everything make yeah. a huge difference in when you're listening to it because if like you know there's there's bands like uh, we butter the bread with, with butter, butter. <laughs> uh, they 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 don't sing about very like they're they're kind of heavy fast you know yeah. but they don't really sing about anything intense and you can yeah. kind of listen to it 
kind of bop around a little bit, honestly. But like, if it was the same music, but it was the lyrics were different, yeah, it makes you feel a different way. I like stuff that feels a little crazy, a little manic. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked them for that. Um, it feels very, even when they're not being super artsy and out there, it feels very super. It feels super artsy and out there, right? That makes sense. Um, so I like them, but give that song a listen. Yeah, you got one more piece, or no? Nah, then with I, two. I'm good with two. If you're cool. Good I'm two. good with two. Yeah. So, uh, are we missing anything? Or are we straight What have the... we been doing in the gym? That's right. Yeah. So, I've been deloading, uh, and I definitely needed it because I went to pull 455 for four, and it felt like 600 pounds. Uh, so, I was like, yeah, this was this was about that time. Uh, my bench flew. Bench didn't, didn't take a hit at all, but all of my lower body lifts took a hit, so I was feeling it. Um, didn't do anything particularly interesting other than on my RDLs. I decided to try and do it from a deficit um, and tried to get it in my glutes a little more than normal, but kind of just felt the same. Um, just, felt, it felt like it hit my lower back a little more because of the further extension. So I don't know if I'm going to keep doing them from a deficit, but because it was going to be light for low reps, I wanted to do something a little different. Dr. Mike thing, and I, I really like them. I don't use a Smith machine for much, but um, doing your deficit RDLs on the Smith machine can kind of control that. And Yeah. I just feel like, I guess it's, it's a personal thing, but I feel like I push my butt as far back as I possibly can. And I still end up rounded a little bit at the bottom. Well, you know, the good thing about the Smith machine is the only thing you can do is push your butt back really. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to get a lot of forward travel because it's it, fixed. It, right. You it's know, just going to go yeah, straight. It's fixed. So, um, yeah, I would try that just, yeah. to, just to see very rarely do we use one, but I will use one for bent over rows, seated overhead uh, overhead presses. Uh, and on a very rare occasion, I'll use them for uh, incline. Yeah. But glute that's, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, glute bridges. And I'm, a, I'm feeling real, real fucking lazy if I use a Smith machine for yeah. incline now. But I will occasionally do it. So, just what it is. Um, mine, I mean, I went back to, you know, officially I'm down like 7.4. So, um, but I went back to a bodybuilding program, a lot of reps. So, Back from, you know, being with Ron and doing anywhere from 75 to 150 reps a day, I'm back three to 600. Mm-hmm. Um, my 600 rep days has only been on my leg days because of what we'll discuss later. But um, it's all like rehab reps, basically. Yeah. So it's like 20, 30, 40 reps with very, very lightweight because that's all I can handle right now. So that's one reason why the reps sounds ridiculous. extremely high. Yeah. Because they are, but it's also ridiculously light. Yeah. So just to get blood in them, but, uh, I mean, nothing cool of note really other than the weight loss, because I mean, that's the goal right now. So, um, you know, definitely it's fun to do some movements. I haven't done in a while Mm -hmm. back doing overhead presses on a barbell. Um, are you doing those pull ups and dips? I'm doing them standing. Okay. I just love, we talked about it on fuck, Mary kill. I I love, (laughs) I love overhead press. So it's, uh, doing them standing. And then, uh, I think I told you, I, I programmed a more athletic based, not necessarily power power building based um, program. So I'm doing like it's pretty common in sports for people's shoulder health to program a two to one pull push ratio, and that's pretty much what I'm doing. So I'm pulling twice as often often as I'm pushing, basically. Yeah. So uh, all my shoulder work it looks like RDLs, uh, not RDLs. I'm sorry, uh, upright rows, um, lateral raises. Um, Shit like that. A lot of rowing motions, face pulls, uh, doing a lot of lat work, and I'm doing very little direct front delt work and direct chest work. Yeah. So, this is what it is. Uh, most of my chest work, 
other than barbell incline, most of my chest works on uh, on either dumbbells or the plate loaded equipment that we have. Yeah. So, which is extremely nice to have access to. It is super super nice to have access to. So you're not doing it's any good flat fun. bench at all. No, and man, uh, and and when I can squat again, I'm not going to do any barbell squats either. I have, um, well, back squats anyway. I have front squats and SSB planned for this yeah. block. Um, I was able to front squat the other day, uh, not very much. It was an empty barbell, um, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to give my elbows a fucking break. Yeah, and then I actually know what's wrong with them now, so I'm gonna be able to address that technically when I bring a back squat back. So right. Um, but yeah, that's what I've done. Nothing too exciting at the yeah. moment. Neither of us have done anything real exciting. No, Obviously. and I haven't. I can't really do cardio to the ability I would like to be to right now. So I really haven't added any cardio. So all my weight loss has come from just the extra work and being in a calorie deficit. Right. So it is what it is. Well, so that's pretty much all the normal stuff out of the way. So now we'll get into the the big topic here today, which is the meat recap. Because uh, you had a meet, uh, was it last weekend or two weeks ago? I forget. A week from yesterday. A week from yesterday. Yeah. days ago. So, uh, yeah. I went and participated in a powerlifting meet, and that's about all. <laughs> that's about all I can say. Um, no, it was, a, it was a rough day. I um, was very prepared, uh, other than some elbow tendonitis and a minor thing in my pec. You know, I really came into it super healthy. Mm -hmm. um, elbow tendonitis had really laid off because volume, obviously, through my peak had steadily declined so yep. it really wouldn't bother me much anymore and i was on top of some physical therapy to keep my elbows healthy and stuff too so um went pretty well but um had a pretty conservative squat opener at 451 um absolutely crushed it threw it through the ceiling there was man it felt like an empty barbell and there was no indicate no indicator at that point that what would happen next would happen because I felt a hundred percent going into my second squat. Yeah, and when I watched it, I was like, "Oh man, this that was nothing. That was an easy." You know. Yeah, honestly, God, if Ron would have told me to go up and take five twenty for my second attempt, I wouldn't have told him no. Right. You know, it would have been a crazy jump, but like, yeah, but you know, I was very confident in my ability to squat five hundred plus mm. um, and do it well. And then you know, he made the jump that we planned for, which was just under four eighty. What it was four seventy eight, four seventy nine, something like that. Something like that. Um, and at the bottom of it, my IT band popped, and it wrecked my day. So yeah. didn't get my second squat attempt. Had to waive my third. Uh, had to make a business decision about bench press. Uh, decided to stay in the meet. Uh, moved my grip in, so I kind of did a close grip bench press, but ended up having a decent bench press day anyway. I pressed 370 with uh, relatively easily. Yeah, and you, to, in fairness, you were like number two or three for your flight. On bench press. Yeah. I was toward the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, overall. Overall. Yeah. yeah because um, I, I think his name was Eugene. He missed his second and third bench. Um, and his second bench was the same as yours. As, my, as what I actually got? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the only guy that I know that beat you, if someone else was in between, I guess I, I didn't know. Short dude. Was, the, the dude had that, a 500 pound yeah, press. He, yeah. He pressed 500. And I mean, yeah, tall, with us being tall, there's very little we can do about somebody that's five foot six and has 22 inch arms they're probably always gonna out bench us you know right. what I mean like um and then you know basically had to take um just went and deadlifted 200 pounds just to get on the board yeah but that's a pretty big swing from expecting six to 650 to, to have two. a deadlift 200 just to say you made a total yeah so it was a shit day yeah and and just to just to go back a little bit like during your warm-ups like we never really noticed anything like everything was good um 
and your first rep was so good. Like, and I had said something to Desi coming up and I was like, man, that would be the worst thing that would happen is if something happened at the bottom of his squat. And when you did that first one, I was like, okay, that's completely gone out of my mind. Nothing's going to happen. Like that's how good the squat was. And it was hundred percent pain-free bounced it off my ankles. It was deep, mm-hmm. technically no problems. Didn't miss a call. Nothing like that. Yeah, Three Watts. So everything was perfect. And it's just, it's just crazy. Like as soon as you hit the bottom and I noticed there was like a small dip, like it was like just a little bit further than you normally hit. I was like, I knew what happened instantly. I knew what happened just because I had seen it before. Yeah. And I, I'm just glad the spotters this time, shout out to them, oh, got yeah. to you so much faster. Oh, I said, uh, when I said get it, they got it, and that yeah. was it. You know they, I mean? they ripped it off you. It was it was very good on their part, so shout out to them. Um, Not a lot to feel good about it, though. <laughs> no, 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 I no. Mean, but, um, but if it had been the same situation as last time, it could have been worse. Because, yeah. you know, if you had sat under that for a lot longer. The last know. injury was, was a lot worse injury than this one. Yeah. I mean, I'm already walking around pretty good. Stairs are hard. Um, I mean, I'm definitely not squatting 500 in the next several weeks. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not, it's not going down like that, but, uh, but I mean, I'll be able to, I, I feel like I'll probably be back squatting on the SSB bar my next lower body day, which will be Tuesday. Yeah. So, and it might be an empty barbell up to about a plate. I don't know, mm-hmm. but, um, just going to fill it out, see how you feel, yeah. make sure nothing um, goes wrong. As long as I can do it and I can move, I know I can build it back. So yeah. I don't get imaging done until Thursday. It's a mm-hmm. Sunday today. So you know, nearly two weeks without Im- imaging. You know, mm-hmm. I'm worried that they're not going to be able to see anything on the imaging, to be honest with you, because I'm worried it might be healed. Right. And then at that point, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about rehab for it? You know right, what I mean? so, yeah. Um, it just is what it is. I reached out to another personal trainer um, in Jay Smith, who has a much more clinical black background than I do. I have a lot more practical background, but mm-hmm. he's done a lot more stuff with hand-in-hand with physical therapists and whatnot. Um, so I think probably what I'm going to do is I'm going to get with him and he's probably going to program my lower body days for the next four weeks or so, Mm -hmm. um, after I get imaging done. So we know what to rehab. Right. Um, and, uh, by the sound of it, we're going to do a lot of, uh, rehab work, but we're also going to do a lot of, uh, unilateral stuff. And then plyometrics, we're going to get, get back to where I'm jumping regularly, specifically Mm -hmm. like one foot hops and stuff like that to try to build my IT band back up. So, um, don't know that in great detail yet, but I'm probably going to pay him to, uh, like I said, handle my rehab. So, right. So that's what it is. I mean, that's what you got to do at this point. It is. That's the only thing there is to do. So, um, in general though, um, my general mood of the day, despite getting hurt was actually pretty decent. Um, definitely feel like I have a lot to achieve still in powerlifting. I think I'm going to achieve it better if I stay through the goal that I'm going to and leaning up and doing Mm -hmm. the summer shred thing. And, uh, I think my body just needs a break too. I mean, after a major injury, like, mm-hmm. um, but I think you know, next time I'm two seventy five or three hundred eight, I think I'll be a lot healthier and uh, I think I'll be a lot stronger. And I can't say anything negative about Ron. Ron was a great coach. Did everything. He had me the strongest I've ever been before in my life. So uh, everything he did worked. Him and his business partners, uh, Richard and Avery. I have to shout out to them. They were uh, very accommodating, and very helpful with my injury. Um, uh, they did, you know, Avery specifically went above and beyond trying to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, another one of our, one of Ron's girls who, whose name escapes me, um, you know, made sure I had ice, made sure I was taken care of. So 
Ron and Ron's staff, man, you know, about the best I can ever be. And, you know, it was good, even even though I did have a minor pec injury, it was good to be able to kind of go impose my will on bench press. Mm-hmm. And realistically, I probably could have taken my third attempt and hit, you know, 385 or heavier. But at that point, I felt like I was just doing the best I could. You know what I mean? So uh, there was one PR you didn't want that day. And I didn't want I didn't want to make two injuries in a meet. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm prone apparently to get injured one time in a meet because I'm two for two in that now. Yep. So I didn't want to make it two injuries in a meet. So like, um, would it have made it probably? But um, but at was that it point, worth it at that point? At right? that point, I'm hurting so bad anyway. I'm like, fuck, I can't hurt. Can't hurt. And you know, the places. problem. I'll I'll be honest. The problem with a chest injury is, you know, if you, you strain a pec, a major strain, of pec, especially if it comes detached, like. You're not probably not doing anything. You're not doing any upper body work. You can't squat because you can't get under the barbell. Yep. You could probably do like single-handed SSBs, but that'd be the only squat you're doing. You're not going to deadlift. Can't press, can't overhead press, can't do anything like that. Um, at least with the IT band, I am doing able to do some lower body stuff and not my upper body's unencumbered. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, knowing what I know about a pec strain, like I really probably got the preferable of the two injuries. Yeah. But I mean, it would have shut me down for, it would have shut me down completely for 12 weeks. It would have been cardio only. Yeah. If, uh, if I'd have got a pec strain. So, um, so I feel like I made the right decision. Yeah. No, I agree. I I think it was right. And, you know, it's not that your second bench moved bad at all, but the fact that you couldn't get really any leg drive out of it or one foot of leg drive is kind of like, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it was, I'm not a lot to you. I'm impressed with my bench press because, it was a narrower grip than I normally bench with to try to keep it out of the pec. I wasn't getting any leg drive. I might as well have done a Larson press. Like mm-hmm. all those things considered, and I definitely had three three eighty five if I would have wanted it. Um, about as strong of a press day as you can have with no leg drive, to be right. honest. So yeah, and if you had been perfectly healthy, I definitely think we would have seen a four hundred. Yeah, I think four hundred two or four hundred seven was the plan. And, mm-hmm. You know, we didn't make it, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, Ended up totaling ten twenty three, uh, solid you know four five hundred five hundred pounds less than I wanted to total. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you can't deadlift, right? Yeah. Hey, you got you got a two hundred pound deadlift. Basically, you on still, one leg. You, know, you, you know still I mean? deadlifted. I mean, yeah. you still got it. So, so there's something to be said about that. Just the fact that you decided that you were gonna just finish it out anyway that says a lot. So yeah, you know, moving forward, I think that um, I think on meet day, I'm just gonna have to accept that. Even if I had a really, really good prep on squats, I think I'm just going to have to be ultra conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I can't do is I can't uh, keep allowing squats to cost me my deadlift because I am a deadlifter. Yeah, I can deadlift. I, frustrating about the thing about that is I might not have had the biggest total that day, but I would have been top three biggest yeah. totals by far. And uh, plenty of guys that out squatted me, but there was I don't think there's anybody that deadlifts with me. Was there? Mm, there was i think the best deadlift that i saw was 640 something so i mean like i'm definitely in that range yeah it's achievable I'm not saying i would have pulled it last saturday but like it's not like i was going to get dusted by 100 pounds on deadlift no so and it seemed to be that i pretty much bench better than all but one so yeah um i would have made up for squat so like, i think moving forward i'm just going to have to if I got to go, just take take my opening attempt at four oh five and <laughs> and call smoke it, it and, and wave them. Like, I think I just got to get to where I can make it to my third bench and 
you know, all three deadlifts, to be honest with you. Um, Because then I don't think I have much to worry about. So, I mean, it definitely has changed my mind in terms of strategy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just a couple of weeks prior, man, I absolutely crushed 505 in the the weight room um, squatting and uh, didn't slow me down much. It was a really fast rep. Didn't look much different than that 451 on meat day, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then just to know that, man, just 25 pounds less than that. Just broke my shit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really fucking frustrating. Um, so I, I have a question about that. So if like you were in Ron's shoes and they were going to stick with you moving forward, what would you do as far as their meet day? Would you do the same thing that you're saying or would as you as a coach as a coach? I mean, obviously, first of all, I'll do exactly what he's doing, encouraging me to do. Get the imaging done, go to a physical therapist, um, work through it appropriately and correctly. Um, but honestly, man, I think it just depends. It depends on the person. Like, obviously, my confidence is pretty fucking shaken because I've mm-hmm. gone two for two, hurt myself squatting at meets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would honestly have to have to say it's very individual. If it was somebody like me that has obviously got a confidence issue now um, because of a history, um, I would say that we would go pretty conservative. Yeah. yeah. Um, you think you would still say just take your opener and scratch the rest? I don't you? know that we'd scratch the rest, but we might have. More, much more conservative numbers across the board. Right. Yeah. So, uh, especially if I knew that their bread and butter was bench press and deadlift. Yeah. Like, it just is what it is. Um, I do have some people that are a little bit better at shaking stuff like that. And as long as they felt confident, we could go with a, you know, full-fledged plan. But and me, myself, and my situation I'm in and, and how I just feel mentally, um, if I was dealing with somebody like that, we'd probably go pretty damn conservative. You think you would tell them to take a really long off season and kind of do what you're doing and like go through a like a bodybuilding? Or yeah, a I mean, yeah, because I mean, obviously there's going to be obviously there's a weakness there I have to address. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think my weakness this time because of the nature of the injury and because it did heal quickly. I think my biggest weakness this time wasn't actually in the weight room. It was the fact that I cut out almost all mobility this time. And I was in a really good habit of stretching my hips and my IT bands and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I have been for years, and this is the first time. This is probably the first time in five or six years that I didn't actively have a stretching routine through prep. Um, part of it was time, you know, being a small business owner. Mm-hmm. Like, it sucks to be in the gym for two or three hours at a time when you have other shit going on. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's just I learned the hard way. It's just something I'm gonna have to prioritize. So. Um, like for instance, like this IT band injury, I can't set my ankle on my knee, like so I can't right. like cross my legs. It's uncomfortable to just cross my feet even, like because it stretches the IT band. So like it kind of, like I said, the nature of the injury kind of makes me think that it was um, just mobility, yeah. just a lack of mobility. And when you had that weight all the way at the bottom, you think you squatted a little deeper? Um, I definitely have a tendency to squat deeper away from a gym mirror than I do. So one of the things I'm going to change is I'm just going to, I think you've seen uh, Kevin Heatherly, the strong man that's mm-hmm. a friend of ours at yeah. the gym do it. He always squats opposite in the squat rack because yeah. we got four post racks. Yeah. So he just moves the J hooks to the other side and faces out instead mm-hmm. of facing in. So I think that's probably what I'll do from now on. And I'm just going to train a by feel super deep squat because obviously on meet day, I like to bounce it off my ankles for mm-hmm. some goddamn reason. So, um, that's probably what's coming. Yeah. And I, I really had done a better job of picking my depth. I've always squatted too deep. I've done a better job about picking my depth up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't train that deep of a squat all the way through. And then I wasn't doing my mobility on top of that. So I really do think it was a mobility issue this yeah. time. 
And then, you know, on top of not training the deep squat, not doing the mobility, you probably did dump it a little, a little harder than you normally do. Right. So you tried to get a little lower so that you could, you yeah. wanted to make sure depth was there. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely to... didn't want depth to be a question, but I mean, it wasn't. I mean, if you right. saw that, if you no, saw yeah. the first one, like, no. I mean, shit, my thighs disappeared behind my knees, mm -hmm. like completely. Like yeah. it wasn't even, it was well beyond regulation depth. Yeah. So, you know, that was dumb on my part, but also I didn't, I just didn't know. I mean, yeah. just, like I said, there was no telltale sign that I was injured going into that second squad. Yeah. It's not the same as like, the first one where you you could tell something was going on you were yeah, a little the, the first time i hurt myself i was obviously hurt during warm-ups went and hit my first squat fine um i didn't think it would i wasn't making a big enough jump for it to go on the second one at least mm -hmm. in my mind so i had already waived my third attempt when, yeah. before i made my second and then that's where the that's when the uh adductor got me yeah um but like this was completely the opposite like i i could have seen that one coming mm -hmm. this one like i'm telling you if ron would have said go squat 500 on your second attempt I would have done it happily. Yeah. It's probably good that he didn't because it probably could have hurt me worse. Right. But, like, just is what it is. I mean. Yeah. A lot of variables you never really know. Could have been heavy enough that maybe you didn't squat it as deep. Maybe you were like, oh, I need to get this off me. And you, yeah. you never know with that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, the hard part about it, really, uh, mentally, is uh, I already struggled with feeling like whether or not I belonged in the sport. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Two meets in a row with two major injuries uh, definitely makes me feel like I do not belong in the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that sucks because I've only dedicated my entire life and career to <laughs> yeah. the sport. So, um, and I've never had super high expectations for myself athletically because I am a better coach than an athlete. But, um, you know, it does make you kind of feel like a fraud when you coach powerlifters that are much better than you. And, uh, you can't even put a total together, you know what I mean? So, uh, there's there's guys out there like Les Keys. Let's just nothing wrong, nothing wrong with Les, Les is Keys. A strong dude. <laughs> not, say, not saying he's not strong, but the guys he coaches compared to him, right? Yeah, there's I mean, like a magnitude there, of difference. There is. I mean, so you know, there's just that. That's just somebody coaches. Some people are coaches and some people are players, and that's yeah. the truth. I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean, you know, not a man I like, and uh, but I, it is a man I respect. But, you know, you think about Nick Saban. He didn't win a Super Bowl ring or a national championship as a college or professional, NF, you know, professional football player. Yeah. I'm not even sure he played pro. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he played, you know, defensive back at Kent State. Like, he wasn't at an Alabama or an Auburn or mm -hmm. Miami or, you know, some of these big schools. And, you know, look at him. He's, you know, like it or not. And I, I happen to not like it. <laughs> but like it or not, he's, I mean, he's the best coach to ever do it. Yeah. You know, so I do have to separate, you know, coaching player in my head but like at the same time like you know this this shit's a rite of passage for us and i've always been really good about encouraging y'all to compete and compete often mm -hmm. uh even when you didn't feel like you were good enough and uh i really wanted my revenge on that 2020 meet that took me out and uh now i have you know a year to prep for taking revenge out on the 2023 mm -hmm. meet so i mean it just seems like you know here i am here i am now officially in a four-year cycle of overcoming injury yeah so uh four years is a lot of your fucking life yeah for sure uh, it's a lot of a lot of pain and heartache and a lot of blood sweat and tears going into it and uh, i currently don't feel like i have anything to show for it right so well i mean and i don't feel like i'll be honest with you i don't think there's a whole lot of people on this planet that outwork me in it yeah and um, there's plenty of people that are better but i don't think any, I, I don't think there's too many people walking around that 
they'll work harder than I do at it. Yeah. So, uh, and that's not a shot at you or anybody else, but uh, I absolutely have no issues doing the fucking work. Yeah. None. So, that, that's it fucking sucks. Even when it's hard, even when you don't want to, you go in there and you do it anyway. Right? Doesn't matter that's, if I'm sick, hurt. Like, oh, I can find a, if I'm hurt, I'll find a workaround. Like I said, I mean, I've been, the meet was last Saturday. So officially I'm, you know, eight days out from the meet. I've hit two lower body days with a torn IT band. Right. So in that span. So, I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm not quitting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, feel like I'm a long way away from that revenge right now. Yeah. Even further removed from that 2020 revenge. Cause I definitely don't feel like I got revenge on 2020. I feel like it just showed up and. Kick me in the nuts again. <laughs> this past meet was basically Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> so there, but there was no A New Hope. <laughs> no, we pretty much just skipped episode four. We went from, we went from three to four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from from three to five, rather. Yeah, no, three no. to five. Yeah. So we got we got to get to we got to get the return though. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> couple years. Um, couple years. I hope it's not a couple of years. Next week's uh, next year is my first year as a submaster, which I'll continue to compete open because I'll be honest with you. In the gym, I just don't feel like an old man. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it still it still feels new to me because I wasn't a athlete growing up and stuff. Like my training age is you know a little over ten years now, but it's still not uh, that's still not very old training age compared to other people that are in their thirties. Yeah. Most people started this shit when they were in middle school and foot for football. So mm-hmm. like. You know, where I'm 10, 11 years deep, you know, most people by now are 20 years deep. So, uh-uh, I feel like I have a lot left to give, you yeah. know. Um, it might have to be push-pull only. I don't know, you know, but. Cross um, that bridge when we come to it, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go. I don't think I can do it without full power, to be honest with you. I'm going to go. If it has to be a, a plate, I'm going to go squat something. Right. Maybe I'm just going to have to register for open submasters and push-pull. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know. We're, we're gonna have to do something, but I'm not quitting. For sure, I'm sure as fuck not quitting. Like yeah. I, I feel like now, like I know a lot of people would probably be discouraged by an injury, and it's not that I'm not discouraged, but now it's just it just I'm such a stubborn, <laughs> stubborn, stubborn fucking person. I'm just like, no, I'm I'm gonna get this right one time. Yeah, it might only be one time, but I'm gonna get this right one time. Yeah. So, so um, do you have anything else to add on? your meet day or anything you i mean no to... i mean you know definitely thanks thanks to ron again uh ron's a great coach and anybody listening if you want one uh you should go to him i have encouraged austin to go to ron which <clears throat> austin you know besides you uh you and austin are probably uh the two friends that we have that have the close uh the the most two two thousand pound potential yeah in a total and i told ron that and i was like this guy's Legit, you know, he's he was the first person in Coleman to total anything significant. Um, you know, he's gone, what, 17, 17, 23. So he's gone 688, 430, and uh, 688, 430, and six, 650, I think. Right. So, yeah, well, mm-hmm. at the time he, uh, I think he did 605 at the time he squatted 688 on deadlift. Mm-hmm. But he has in, bigger in wraps, deadlift right? now. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, he's gone 17, 23 in wraps. So, I mean, I don't know if he'll continue to compete in wraps or not, but I do think that Austin's got a true 2,000-pound potential. So, uh, you know, like like all like all things, I would say, you know, like I do a lot, I'd say seek out a coach because uh, I'll tell you, just having Ron there made the day easier after the injury too. Yeah. Uh, he had a lot of good things to say. Um, kind of helped me get my head out of my ass. Uh, pretty much told me I had 
you know, potentially the biggest nuts in the room for just for going out there and wanting to finish. Yeah. Um, because I, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to, you know, when I first got off the platform, I definitely didn't think I was going to finish my day. Yeah. Um, well, it didn't look like it at first. I mean, when you, when you started being able to put weight on your foot and you kind of started walking a little better, it was like, okay, there's, there's something, you know, left, yeah. right? You, you didn't just leave it all on that squat. Yeah. So, I mean, I will say this too, on that second bench attempt, which I, I did smoke, I did finally start feeling it in that IT band. Yeah. Just from whatever little leg drive I was probably trying to have, it definitely was, that hip was a little crunchy mm-hmm. on that second bench press attempt. So, um, you know, I think I made the right call on bench press and then deadlift. I mean, I just had to do what I could do. So yeah. I actually think today I could probably deadlift a capacity. A hip hinge no longer hurts it. So right. leg extension hurts it. Like, you know, yeah. um, can't, obviously can't lunge, can't split squat. Stairs are pretty difficult right now, mm-hmm. but um, I can do freestanding squats, not with much weight, but I can do freestanding squats now. So like got quite a bit of mobility back. Yeah. So in a short amount of time. Too, yeah. So. But that, that day though, there ain't no goddamn way I was, mm-hmm. I was deadlifting what I was supposed to deadlift yeah. anyway. I might could have, honestly, I mean, in retrospect, maybe I could have loaded up, you know, done what I did with 200 and loaded up 300 and pulled it once and maybe could have got on, maybe, maybe could have got closer to a 400 pound deadlift. But I mean, I was basically having to go just no real, <laughs> I mean, there was no real technique involved cause I couldn't, it was just grab it. However I could grab it and just mm-hmm. yank the thing off the floor. So yeah, um, and it's not, no, it's not I, worth getting your low back into it and hurting your low back on top of everything else that happened. Yeah. I mean, I just, at that point I just wanted to finish and that was the goal. I knew, we knew what we had to have to make, a minimum of a thousand, so um, I think it was like one eighty. So I just went ahead and called a number up, a little over two hundred, and mm-hmm. got it, waved it off, finished my day. So yeah. she. <laughs> well, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, there's nothing you can do about it now except move towards the future, which is something I wanted to touch on a little bit. So you're you're ne- you have a new goal now. It's the the summer shredding event in October For in sure. Texas, right? Yeah, I think it's October fifteenth or twenty first. I don't remember right now, but um, yeah, going to Sugarland, Texas to compete as a bodybuilder and uh, first time ever competing as a bodybuilder. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to leave a lot to be desired because. Um, you know, I do, I did, I do believe in training, training for strength, even when, even when you're in a bodybuilding phase and even when you're in off season. So like, you know, I pyramided down on my inclines last night, mm-hmm. you know, it took a lot out of me because not, bec- not because I'm injured, but because I'm not used to hitting, you know, 30 plus reps. So right. I think I ended with like 275 for a double. I could probably double 315 right now, but not before, not, not after yeah, 30 no. reps. Yeah, you know right. I mean? like, so like, you know, I am still strength training. Not necessarily with specific numbers in mind, but it is still a little bit strength oriented. Um, the meat left a lot to be desired, so I definitely have powerlifting on the back of my brain. But it feels really good to go in there and do different stuff, um, work on weaknesses, trying to bring my arms and my back up. So I'm doing some type of arm work pretty much every day, mm. um, some type of back work on every upper body day. Um, it also feels good to feel. I feel a little better already, so it feels good to be a little thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time we release this, it'll probably, I'll probably be 10 pounds down or so, Yeah, which isn't super significant, but it's also only been eight days, eight days. So, you know, I'm losing a, a pound to a pound and a half a day right now. Um, and basically that's just from going from, you know, 5,500 calories a day to about 3000. Yeah. So, um, there's days I go a little over, there's days I go a little, a little under, um, 
well, basically right now, I, I wanted to start tracking calories, but right now I'm just kind of eating intuitively. Mm-hmm. Um, take some pressure off of my brain, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and then as much as I don't really agree with it, I lose weight really quickly like that and always maintain muscle mass. Uh, probably going to go carnivore, low carb, uh, my second set of four weeks. So yeah. about four weeks into this, hopefully I'll be, you know, between 10 and, uh, 10 and 20 pounds down. And then uh, about with low carb for four to six weeks, probably get me another 10 to, 10 to 20 pounds down. Um, and then I'm hoping that'll buy me some time. Um uh, by May or June to go on a little mini bulk for about six weeks and then cut from, from there on out. So you're going to eat clean while you're bulking, just kind of like, I think I'm going to have to because I'm, I'm setting, setting myself up with too many good habits now. So I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to, I don't necessarily want to backtrack. Right. So uh, by that time I'll definitely be tracking and logging pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, but I'll probably, when I say bulking too, I'm probably going to eat just slightly above maintenance. My maintenance calories right now is like 3,900. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I can eat, you know, 4,000, 4,100 and probably only gain a pound or two a month. So right. uh, it's probably going to be the minimum. Also, just keep my strength and, like I said, keep my strength up and put some muscle mass back on me. Yeah. That's the only real goal. So, so you don't have a goal weight or? My goal weight for uh, October, I registered at 215, but... Now I know, even with the weight loss I've had already, that that's probably too thin. Uh, again, me and Elizabeth, who has experience in, in this now, both agree that my strength moving into this is that while I'm overweight, my competitors are coming from a sedentary lifestyle to bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from powerlifting to bodybuilding. Right. So I have a significant more uh, amount more muscle mass than than my competitors do already. So a strength of mine is probably going to be to maintain as much muscle mass as possible, which means I I honestly think, you know, just eyeballing the way I look now, I honestly think I'll probably cap it 235 to 240. Yeah. I mean, because that's another 50 pounds of weight loss from where I'm at right now. Right. So, I mean, like, that's not a small small number, but I'm also only, you know, I'm probably 25% body fat now. Mm -hmm. So, like, 50 pounds of weight loss is going to get me deep into the teens right you know what i mean so uh, i really don't see a practical reason to be less than about 240 to be honest with you yeah unless i just don't achieve the look that i want, I want you know right what I mean? but and you have more time to spend yeah, more time you know, to lose some weight time but i don't think i mean i think at that point 50 pounds of weight loss my transformation will be pretty fucking extreme yeah uh even if i'm not at a goal right body fat body percentage. fat percentage yeah. yeah i mean i'm still i mean i would have to still be I mean, I'm going to be sub 15 easily by that point, probably. Yeah. So, and just just from my experience of just recently going on a a shortcut, um, which I guess it was like two months, right? Yeah, about two months, and I went from 230 something to 199, so I lost about 30 something pounds, and I know I didn't achieve what I wanted. Except I, I got I got a little bit in my quad, which I was excited about. I got some striations in my quad. Never really felt like I got the body fat percentage I wanted to be at. Um, and then putting the weight back on, though, which was the the best part of it, putting the weight back on, I did notice I do look fuller. You know, there is there is less body fat overall. So um, I, I think, honestly, realistically, I think to get a ideal, like, stage lean, I think it takes years of cutting maintenance bulk, cutting maintenance bulk, mm-hmm. cutting maintenance bulk until – you know, you finally have enough muscle mass on your on your frame and in your weight class that when you cut, it's significant. You know, it's right. a significant difference in look. 
Um, it's definitely a long game, man. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't expect to be. I'm not going to be able to compete later in the day in another division. Like, right. There's no way I'm going to be that lean by October. You know yeah. I, mean? um, I just have to be more muscular and a little bit better conditioned than my competitors. Yeah. So because you know it is transformation category, so they're not necessarily looking for me to be, um, you know, five percent or less. And they're not like looking that. for Kai Green. They're not. Yeah, they're not looking for that. They're looking for who changed their life the most. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I'm at a disadvantage already because I do come from an athletic background. So, and a lot of these people, like I said, mm-hmm. are coming from, you know, honestly, much worse situations and sedentary lifestyles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I'll tell you this too. I don't, I don't, I kind of don't give a fuck. And it's not to say that I'm not sympathetic or empathetic to their situation, but like, just like in powerlifting, like I'm not going to fucking lose. Yeah. And I'm you know, not going to lose. You know, like, I mean, if I lose, I lose. It's fine. But, like, but you're not that's going not the there fucking with goal. The goal. Yeah. yeah, I'm going there with the intent of beating their ass. Yeah. You know? And, you know, one of, the, one of the big things that you have going for you, you know, a lot of people have, you know, stories of, I was so overweight, all these things happened to me. You have the story of, I was hurt twice by, you know, this sport. You know, I'm coming back from injury after injury, being overweight. You know, well, I have the I have the opposite perspective too. Than that, I know what it feels like to have an eating disorder and weigh, you know, ninety pounds less than my than my suggested BMI. Right. You know what I mean, like so. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had had anorexia. I've suffered from anorexia and bulimia before. You know, there was a time I was you know six foot one and one hundred and thirty pounds. So like I've been on both ends of the spectrum right. in an extreme way yeah so um so you have a really good understanding of what it feels like on both ends yeah i mean i mean in my, in my life my, i've seen a 170 pound swing from 130 and you know the ninth tenth grade to the 300 that i started this out at mm-hmm. like i've and i've also i've also seen it as just a fat 270 like a non-athletic yeah. non-gym going 270 and i'm i'm telling you i was much worse then at a much lighter weight than I am now at this weight. Right. So, I mean, like, I've seen it from every angle. There's not a lot that I can't, uh, you know, I've never been a hard gainer, so I can't identify with you as much as I can other people. But I have seen, you know, in terms of body dysmorphia, I have seen myself at extremes. On all ends on of On all ends spectrum. of it, yeah. So, um, my biggest fear, honestly, is there's, and it's, it's a really strange thing, and it's, a, it's an obsessive-compulsive behavior that happens to people with, like BPD or CPTSD in my case. Um, but once you see the scale moving, it's like you get like dopamine dumps mm-hmm. and you like be- become addicted to this goal achieving. It's not necessarily, it feels the same as like, oh, I just hit a 10 pound bench PR. Like, and then we dump it as powerlifter, we dump it automatically. We're like, okay, how do I get a 20 pound mm-hmm. bench PR? And then, you know, whatever it may be. Like, as soon as you want, as soon as you hit 405, guess what you want next? You want, mm-hmm. you want 455, right? right? Like, um, so it kind of happens the same, like, you know, I'm going to hit a goal weight eventually and I'm going to say, Oh no, I can do a little bit more. I yeah. can do more. I can do more. I can do more. And I remember that very vividly from the ages of 13 to 16 as a kid thinking that, you know, well, I've lost 40 pounds, but like, I can do better. Like, let's go a little bit better to the point then that I started rolling the time we had mechanical scales, not digital scales. So. You know, I got to where you could set it, you could calibrate your scale, right? So I got to where I was, like, calibrating the scale up, like, 20 pounds. So I'd get on the scale, it might say, might say I weighed 185, but in reality I weighed, you know, 160, 165. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point that I was playing mind games with myself to make me think that I was bigger than I actually was. And, like, because I was addicted to the feeling of being, you know, smaller. So, mm-hmm. like, 
So we, it's a weird thing. So I do have some worry that I'm in my mind somehow this is going to snowball out of control and I'm going to wake up 170 pounds one day. You know what I mean? So, which would not be good for my future of powerlifting. Right. To be honest with you. But you know that is you know that is a fear because it really does it really does happen that way. Yeah. Well, I think that just the culmination of your experience uh, with everything you've done so far. I feel like you probably won't because you will probably at some point look in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm looking really thin. I'm not looking as big as I used to. I kind of want to get back to that. Yeah. I think I think that's where you will end up. If you get to a point where you start feeling too thin, you will want to just, you, your brain so. will go back to, I need to put the weight back on. Because <laughs> I know that's, excuse oh, you. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's a funny thing i mean it is i mean how my brain works and or really how it doesn't i should say that um but yeah i mean that's a big fear and i don't want to be like i said i don't want to be 170 pounds again necessarily um but you know like you said you get addicted to that feeling and it just you know you want to keep it going um and that uh that sucks i will say wholeheartedly that mentally and how i feel about myself i have more confidence heavier than i do lighter now yeah and that might be the the that might be the thing. Yeah, I mean, right, like but... you know, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a big dude. Like I'm physically imposing now. Like I don't really, have, I don't really have a. I know in my mind, I don't ever want to be like weak and timid again. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I know I don't exactly be... what you mean because when I when I cut all that weight and got <clears throat> one ninety nine, I was like, I feel small. I don't like this. Like, yeah, I mean, I would rather, they're... I'd rather die of heart disease and let my liver fall out of my fucking ass <laughs> doing drugs, but then then to be weak and timid again. Yeah. you know what I mean. I don't want that for myself. Yeah, it's, it's just. It's just one of those things, I guess, me as a younger person, when I was thinner, you know, 170, 180 pounds, I guess I didn't know anything different, right? Yeah. So you don't know what it feels like to be heavier, to be more confident. And, you know, not to say you can't be light and be confident because, you know, there's guys out there who fight MMA who are 180 pounds who could whip both of our asses. Yeah, um, I mean. But, you know, there's, there's something about you know knowing that i mean most 99.9 percent .9 of most bars you walk into you're the baddest motherfucker I mean, <laughs> right it is what it is unless that you know slot weight mma fighters in there you know right I mean? like, it is what it is what it is right and it does feel feel not necessarily be fear but it does feel good to be respected i guess mm -hmm. you know for other men to look at you and say i bet that guy's fucking strong yeah you know what i mean like it does it does feel good and honestly man i mean look at the people that's brought me to i mean mm -hmm. it's changed my life for a lot of reasons but uh there is a respect that being physically strong Game. buys you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're physically strong and you're not an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, especially um, if you're nice about it, if yeah. you're nice to other people, yeah. they're like, this guy is strong and nice. That's like, you're a superhero, right? Yeah. You're, you're Superman. You know, I, I, you know, I will say, um, powerless in the future too. I mean, when I go back to it, I might, I might do more multi modality stuff when I go back to lifting heavy, I might go back to messing around because my mobility will be better. I might go back to messing around with some Olympic weightlifting. I might go drop in, you know, do some strongman stuff where I can, mm. um, you know, at West Alabama or whatever. Is it Misfits Barbell? What is that in Mount Moulton? I'm not sure. But, um, you know, I might do some more stuff like that when I go back to strength training just to, uh, just to experience something different for a while. And then, but ultimately, like I said, this is all about powerlifting. So, I mean, like, I'm cutting weight to be a better powerlifter. That's the hope. Mm -hmm. So I just happen to have an injury I have to get over now. So um, not quitting. It's just going to look different. Yeah. So. 
And that's that's one of the things I was thinking about is, uh, you know, being goal oriented. So this is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is a step, you know, the summer shred event is a step. It's a it's a goal, but it's also a step goal to being a better power lifter. It is. Yeah, that, so that's like true. Ha- I, being goal oriented has led to a lot of success. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in my personal life and in, in, in the gym and everything. Right. So. I can very much be that. And let me just say this, you know, I'm sounding like I'm sulking about being injured and I think anybody probably would to some extent, Mm -hmm. but, uh, Louis said it and Louis said it best. And I, I, something I believe in, but weak things break. Um, I got hurt for a reason because my, my training or my care of myself, I don't think it was my training. I really do think Ron did as good of a job as anybody could have, but there was a lack of something that caused that to be a weakness mm-hmm. and i really do believe it was mobility on my part mm-hmm. shouldn't have stopped doing my yoga and stuff like that i should have continued my mobility but there's a reason i broke and you know i'll say this to anybody that's that's currently going through an injury too there's a reason you broke and you can either salt can be a bitch about it and you can fucking quit because you're hurt and it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. or you can say i have done something wrong next time i'm not fucking doing this yeah I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm going to have to get hurt some other way next time because yeah. it ain't going to be this. I mean, that's exactly what I did, to be fair. I knew that my groin was a weakness coming off of a groin tear. And, you know, it didn't tear this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was something else. But, like, like I said, weak things break. You can look at it and it's it's taught, it teaches you something. Allow it to teach you something. Like, um, I neglected something that I will never neglect again. Yeah. And that, that's... It's a shitty way to learn it. But, like... <laughs> but that, being weak and having something broken is it's actually positive biofeedback right that teaches you where you can get better now like mm-hmm. this can be improved upon i can make myself a better lifter and a better athlete if i get better at this thing now mm-hmm. um that's the proper attitude to have about it yeah i mean if you really think about it in the, in the long term not in the short term but in the long term it's a gift because you're not going to have to worry about that now if you're willing to go work on it right so that, that's a big if a lot of people don't want to work on it you know the first time i had a, a pec strain or or whatever it was i think it was just a strain um i was just kind of like well that sucks i'm gonna let it heal i'm gonna do what it takes to rehab it didn't think about it again until i strained both of them at the same time and then it was like okay so now i have to change something because this is the second time this has happened under heavy load obviously you're fucking up somewhere yeah so it was just it took me more than one time of course the first time it healed really fast i was i was back to full capacity in like a week and a half two weeks so i was like oh it was just something minor it's not a big deal right whereas if it was something like i tore it off the bone it'd be like okay yeah we gotta it'd be immediate right because it'd be something much more severe so the severity does matter in your injury but you know when i when i strained them both immediately i was like okay obviously um i've got too much stretch under load i need to practice more you know more of a stretch and for my competition i'm just going to bring my hands in a little closer to get it out of my chest so much and try and recruit more tricep because i already have fairly big arms not gigantic but fairly big arms especially for my size so if i can recruit more tricep anyway i'm probably going to get stronger at it anyway even if my range of motion is a little longer if i can be better and healthy if i can be healthier i can be better right? yeah absolutely and that's a big part of it like i said it's easy to sit here and sulk and i've done plenty of that i realize but um 
But, I mean, really, when you get over the initial shock of being injured and the initial bummer of being injured, you should really look at it as a blessing because it really is feedback you can use to get better. Yeah. It didn't happen for no reason. Mm. I, even mine, even, there was no indication I was going to be injured. It was a, really a freak accident. But looking back at it now, I have identified, you know, three or four things that I used to do that I no longer do. And that you will do in the future. That I will do in the future. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to maintain my mobility and, you know, uh, all my yoga stuff um, in the future. I'm not going to give up on that because no. obviously I fucking break myself when, <laughs> when I do, you know. So try to just not make, you know, I guess, you know, the good thing about it is I can live with myself a little better on this injury knowing it wasn't the same as the injury before. Yeah. Um, and I'd feel like, a you know, f- fool, me, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. right. Like, you know, at least it wasn't the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's some comfort in that a little bit. Like, at least I was smart enough to rectify what got me here in the first place. Right. This will get rectified, and next time, the good norm willing, I'll be able to go, you know, wire to wire injury free. But if something else happens, then we'll learn from it. Don't let it be this thing again, and we'll learn from it. And we'll fix it too. Mm-hmm. Just as it's the nature of the beast, man. And I just don't think, you know, a couple of weeks of pain is is worth it. To be, you know, the strongest guy you know, uh, it's worth it to be uh, a little bit healthier, a little bit better than our peers. It's mm-hmm. it's worth it. Uh, even though I'm not good in the sport, it's worth it to stay in the sport. It's uh, worth it to just have a place to put your, you know, put your mind and put some mm-hmm. willpower. So, yeah, helps with your mental uh, health too. Just to, just to kind of have have some place where you can kind of. And, you know, if, if you're with somebody, you know, maybe not so much, you know, but when you're by yourself, you kind of have a lot of time to think, think things through. Um, even if, you know, maybe you're working through a heavy set and you kind of have to focus on that. When you're done, you have plenty of rest time. You think about things that are going on. Kind of a lot of times I'll be thinking about, you know, stuff I need to do, how I'm going to do it, problems that I'm having, problems that I have to solve. How am I going to solve the problem? You know, just a lot of stuff like that when I'm in the gym. Uh, yeah. At least when I'm by myself. Uh, if if somebody's there talking to me, I'm not thinking about anything like sure. that. But but it is it is good to have a place like that. Yeah. Um, for some people, it's driving to work every day. Um, I do have to commute a little more now, so I do notice that I I do a little more thinking at, while I'm driving. Um, but the gym is where I spend more of that time because I'm sure. there five days a week, hour and a half, two hours. A lot of that time is spent thinking about stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. And I think it's probably true of a lot of it, especially for us uh, powerlifters and bodybuilders and you know, strength athletes at large. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing I can, like I said, the only thing anybody I feel like should take away from this is, you know, don't quit. And then, you know, like I said, uh, get your sulking out of your system if you're hurt. But when, when you're done doing that, like realize that it really is kind of a blessing because it really is pain is a is a great educator it, it really freaking is yeah. um it really can kind of be a blessing because you know I'm, i bet i'd never have weaker immobile it bands again yeah uh, at least i'm not stupid enough to <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean like right. i'm not gonna be that dumb anymore um so i mean you, like i said you gotta you gotta take what you learned and and get better from it um i mean i tell you there's a, there's a lot less there's a lot more vicious and uh difficult types of pain than physical pain yeah physical t- pain at the end of the day really ain't that big of a fucking deal it'll go away it'll go away yeah. 
well, fuck, I mean, I got one that, you know, I have a partially torn labrum. It might not ever go away. I mean, yeah. that, don't, that don't go away. But, like, right. I promise you that there's worse pains to know than physical pain. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Mental pain is much, much worse than anything yeah. I can do to myself physically. You know, a sick part of me, like, I don't like being hurt, so don't get me wrong, but, like, a sick part of me kind of does like this process. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I know that I'm bad at this thing now, and I have to, I get to go fix it. Right. You know what I mean? So the pro, there's probably better ways to experience it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. It's shitty. I'm pissed off that it took, you know, my meat day away from me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, there's, like I said, there's worse pain than physical pain. It really is a gift. It's a good educator. So you just got to listen to it and mm-hmm. fix it. So. Yep. You got, got anything else? Any no, else? I don't think so. Oh. That's pretty much all the drag ass conversation I can handle. I, I, <laughs> I, I do have one question. It's a little bit out of left field. Um, but as far as your, your, um, injury goes, how do you feel about myofascial release on it? I mean, there's a pretty good bit of that stuff I'm doing already. I'm not, so my, my PTA at my chiropractic's office will be able to do some of that. And I'm sure the mm-hmm. physical therapy therapist that I end up going to, uh, to rehab it will ultimately do that too. Um, but I'm already doing, you know, I've already done quite a bit of treatment on my, on my elbows, on my chest of various types of not necessarily pseudoscience like approaches, but mm-hmm. like, um, and I find that I benefit from them quite a bit, at least even if it's placebo and there is no real physical benefit, does it really matter if you feel better? Right. Does it matter if it's physically working or not? If it, if you if you actually feel better when it's over? Yeah, I mean, like probably not. Like so, yeah, I'm down for any of that. I mean, you know, trigger point therapy, uh, acupuncture, chiropractic adjustments, which mm-hmm. I already believe in. Which I'd be hard pressed to say that that's completely a pseudoscience, right? But I do know that a lot of the medical field frowns upon chiropractic mm-hmm. to a big degree. Um, massage therapy, myofascial release. Um, I wouldn't, honest to God, I, I, I didn't ever do it. I probably should, but I mean, I would do peptide treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't felt like I needed it, to be completely honest with you, because uh, it did get better relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but hell, I'm down for anything that works. We have a certain amount of tools given to us, and I think if you're not willing to at least try them, you're probably a little bit of a fool. Right. You know, like I said, pain's a good educator, but you also shouldn't just fucking lay down and fucking succumb to it. Yeah. Like you should be actively trying to make yourself feel better you know? right so like don't well, no, wallow in it <laughs> you yeah, know nope. what i mean like i don't think there's a person in the world that legitimately wants to be in physical pain right so no, they want to get rid of which it which is the reason why it's such a good goddamn edu- educator yeah. like because you learn real quick how to how to fix the problem yeah because you're you're in so much pain you're like i gotta i got i'm gonna talk to anybody look google it like whatever talk to doctors whatever i can find i'm gonna i'm gonna try something to make it work yeah um that was kind of just a random thing because i started doing that recently um i started stretching and doing some foam rolling and some lacrosse ball uh, yeah um, before, i do a lot of my... i've done a lot of flossing with a lacrosse ball yeah personally the only time my knees ever act up is when my quads are super tight and a lacrosse ball just to the outside of that outer sweep of my leg mm-hmm really relieves a lot of pressure on my knees and it can relieve it because it connects in your hip yeah relieve a little pressure in your hips too um yeah so i mean i don't i don't mind any of that stuff you know i've done it probably more dabbling in it than anything but like there's definitely very specific things i do it with yeah if you ever had a rhomboid injury everybody refers to it as a crick in your neck mm-hmm. 
But really what it is, it's a rhomboid strain, and it just makes your trap and your neck muscles just yep. tighten up because they're compensating for that rhomboid. If you've ever had that, like, I promise you some type of, like, massage gun, you know, some type of myofascial release, um, something like that will 100% make you feel much, much better. Yeah. So, I mean, the proof's in the pudding, man. I mean, I, you know, I don't really care what – I don't necessarily have to care what science says. If it makes me physically feel better – I don't give a fuck what their opinion is on it, right. <laughs> you know. Because I noticed like, it may be placebo, like I said, and I don't, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. I, well, I noticed immediately, like the very first day that I did it, I could tell there was a ton of pain in my quads, in my hamstrings, in my back, like all across the board. There's a lot of pain, and I was like, man, rolling this out sucks. It hurts, but I know I'm doing something good here because it hurts. About a week or two in, there's no pain anymore. Uh, I, I roll it just to make sure that there's nothing tight. But when I when I start and when I finish, I usually don't notice much of a difference anymore. I like to do some type of release on my quads after I've already got a couple of squats in, mm. squat sets in. Yeah, uh, just because I feel like all this stuff works better when you have some heat in your muscles. That makes sense. Um, you stretch a little better. You know, that's the reason I prefer, you know, static stretching post-workout. Mm -hmm. You can stretch a little better, a little deeper stretch, a little safer stretch because you're not taking something that's been stove up for two or three days and just going max stretch right, mm -hmm. off, the, right out of the gate. You know, you've done something to warm it up. Um, but I do prefer it like two or three two or three squat sets in. Uh, it releases a little bit better, and then, I then it really provides me a whole lot of relief mm -hmm. moving into my top sets. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Which is maybe something i need to consider because my knees have been killing me yeah this is that's as simple as just keeping a lacrosse ball in your bag and like yeah, you said just keeping one. that outside sweep rolled when whenever uh whenever you're doing it so yeah, yeah. that's it on that i think yeah. we got some dad jokes got some dad jokes i saw i saw a few that really uh really made me laugh so let's see if i can find them again and uh dad says jokes people if you're not following them you're not living your best life Let's just be honest. They also have apparel now, so. Oh, uh, yeah, this one was good. Uh, my wife said she was leaving me because I was obsessed with uh, changing my clothes every half hour. I told her I could change. <laughs> good one. I haven't found <laughs> one yet. Uh, do you know what type of doctor... Dr. Pepper is? What? He's a physician. <laughs> a physician. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to find a good one. So I got arrested for stealing a complete set of encyclopedias. I told the police, hang on, I can explain everything. Literally everything. Do you Literally. remember the same when we were kids? <laughs> Massive. Tequila may not fix your life, but it's worth a shot. I'm down. <laughs> I mean, we got some in there. We could get some tequila shots. <clears throat> my wife uh, rearranged the labels on my spice rack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> I haven't confronted her yet, but the time is coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well... Got one more? Yeah, what's the worst reason to become a free solo climber? A free solo climber? Yeah. 
fall <laughs> or season not reason it's like season. reason huh? <laughs> season yeah it's <laughs> the worst season i butchered that <laughs> that's okay we forgive you i forgive you i don't know if the listeners forgive you <laughs> please forgive me <laughs> we only have so many listeners please don't leave because of a butchered dad joke <laughs> so i dreamed last night that i was invisible and that i married a woman that was invisible I'm not sure what we saw in each other, but our kids were nothing to look at either. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Doing the best we can around here. <laughs> oh, me. Trying to find one more? No, we're done, I think. Done. Sorry for the solemn episode, but it was a shit day. So yeah. <laughs> we had a shit day to we, talk about. We, we kind of did have to talk about it, though, for anyone that, that didn't know or wanted a... a more detailed story or yeah I just, I can, biggest takeaway like i said is don't be a bitch don't quit yeah injuries happen dude people have little micah moreno's is an awesome power lifter i think he's multiplied now but mm-hmm. like he was raw for the longest man that guy i swear to god he he had a three or four year stint where he was injured the whole fucking time right got over one had another one right after the other and you know that guy's a legend um uh, papa bear rogers you know double quad Mm-hmm. separations like double leg surgeries at the same time couldn't fucking walk didn't quit like you know I have a torn labrum Joe Sullivan talks about having a completely severed labrum labrum and still squats 800 pounds yep. like I mean don't be a bitch don't quit I agree that's it cool yep. well later is that all we got <laughs> like, that's yeah. it well don't forget to rate us five stars on Spotify uh don't forget to follow us on instagram uh you can donate money for zach and his injury uh <laughs> we do have a, a paypal set up for donations yeah send uh, me money the pt we, money yeah, it's pt money pt money <laughs> PT i money. swear to god i won't spend it on trend <laughs> uh i guess that's it and we'll see you guys next week later